listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have Walking Dead, the second episode called New Best Friends. Uh, so, best friends or brother, what do we what do we got on this one? I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all probably start with some bashing, but give us <laughs> give us something that with some accuracy and some actual meat behind it instead of just your god awful opinions. Um. I mean, honestly, man, I I don't know where to go in this episode. It's all over the map for me, too. I wasn't happy with many of the decisions they decided to make on this episode or some of the routes they're taking with certain characters. Um, But most of all, this episode was pretty slow for me. See, I didn't see it as slow because a lot happened. I just didn't like how it happened or the way they went about doing it in a way. I don't know. I mean, there's a couple things that I wish I wouldn't even seen in the trailers, like coming up, like previews. Yeah, it's another example of how sometimes previews ruin episodes for you. And as soon as he got captured, and the second I saw like the garbage pail event area, I was like, okay, we already know what's about to happen here. You know, it kind of yeah. foreshadowed the entire episode from that point forward. And then um, they wasted no time getting to the whole Daryl Carroll thing. Which I was kind of surprised, but didn't quite go as well. So, so there's a lot to talk about. You know, I won't say there's anything necessarily that was just like, oh my God, that was completely implausible. Why in the hell did they do that? A lot of it was just more or less opinions of, I wish they had gone different directions or had added this or cut back on that kind of things. Yeah, there was no uh, tight wire, you know, between the cars <laughs> situation this episode. No. This was all just like, like, I wonder why they went that way, or wonder why they decided to go that route. Right. Uh, issues. Not, n- all of them aren't issues. Maybe just for me, even issues, but just, we'll get to it, but some things I'm just a little meh about. Yeah, I- I'm totally right there with you. Um, so, I mean, wh- what do you want to, you want to go by groups? I mean, like, you want to go with the Rick group first, or you want to go with the Daryl stuff first, or, because it was kind of... I mean, of course, the episode starts out just like it does most of the time. They give you the preview, which is usually the first couple minutes of the next episode, with them doing a drop and it going going sour. You know. Um, yeah. Do, do we start with the the kingdom drop? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's okay. Where it picked right up. You know, and it's it's Richard, right? The guy who always gets in the fight and has to yeah, get his gun Richard. up. Yeah. And uh, I I didn't like it. So what's up with the guy that's running these, I, I think I might have missed what they said, because Ezekiel's like he'll no longer come on these, you know, drop offs and pickups. But why did the guy tell him, no, that's not going to happen? And you know, he has to come. There was no real reason for it. He was just like, I want Richard to still keep coming so we can keep embarrassing him or something. Yeah, it was vague. Um, when I, he first said it, I was like, well, I want to make sure I know everybody who's here. That's kind of what I was going through is like, you know, we, there are certain people who show up every meeting and I want to make sure that they're always there. There should never be a reason that somebody's not there for us to worry about the situation. I mean, the thing that goes to my mind is Richard's up there with a sniper rifle or something and yeah. he can just take clips them out or something like that. But then like he was talking about what Cash said is that, you know, you want to make sure he's there, you know, for the other part of it. And I don't know, it, it left me with question marks as well about the whole situation. It wasn't clear, you know, and then, just this whole little group, you know, and it's 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 doucherific, and you know, one after the other. I mean, it's completely different dynamic when you have Simon 
and he does his thing with a group of guys. You know, it's it's so plausible and so enjoyable, and you know, and then you see this this bandido group, you know, and it's like really. I well, mean, with Simon, you feel like he swings with the same hammer as Negan does. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. And it just you feels know, like more professional, right? In a weird way, and like terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you He's, look at this guy and go, "I'm not going to make a mistake because at a moment's notice he could take you know, yeah, he'd kill I, all of us." You know, I just feel like this little small group that deals with the kingdom. It's almost like the guy who's running that little group and Ezekiel are like. I don't know, like they're working together a little more like in harmony. Yeah. You know, because they're not making it known to the kingdom, the rest of the people that, hey, you're under our, our heel, mm-hmm. and they're allowing that to go on, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just have a feeling like that wouldn't fly if anybody else was coming to pick the stuff up. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, and look at what they were giving them. One one episode we see him giving him a bunch of pigs, like six pigs, like and then over. we give. Then you see this, and it's three basket loads of watermelons, like four car batteries, and two or three Jerry cans of gasoline. I'm guessing, and so on. I mean, I I'm trying to fathom and understand what the system here because he's like, well, your quota it looks like you're a little light. Da da da. I'm like. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there a was there a manifest we were supposed to have for this week? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I actually think there was more than three or four batteries in there. I'd be like, I'd be pretty ecstatic with what's in the back of this truck. Um, yeah. And I, they get a freaking truck because they didn't come with it. You know, this was yeah, already I preloaded. Just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I almost, I want to have some more about what they're supposed to be getting, what they're producing. Because I mean, like, because it makes me happy too. Because I was like, you're not going to be able to deliver six pigs like that consistently. I mean, let's just go ahead and be straight uh, with ourselves. No, and if they did try to make that seem plausible, I would call BS on Yeah, that. and so on. And then you look at the other half of this coin, too, is is that we're years, we're at least, you know, we've speculated this a hundred times. We're going to say we're well past two years after the apocalypse. And we're, we're car batteries, jerry cans of fuel, and different things, you know what I mean? When does this start realizing this is these are commodities you just can't go get anymore or scavenge for anymore? Yeah, I mean, the cans of gas. I mean, scientifically, gas goes bad after six months. Well, to, I, I asked this question. I do was able to talk to somebody. Gas breaks down after six months, but it is still usable for up to a few years technically but it's nowhere near what you should be using yeah it's like dirty gas yeah well it it breaks down it separates it's still flammable still usable in a car but it destroys your car as you use it so basically he told me when i was talking to the guy you know mr chemistry that um he says that a vehicle that runs on this after a couple of years of this that vehicle is going to it's going to require more maintenance that's you know because of bad gas and different things and breakdowns yeah and he says not only that if it was a fuel injected vehicle you'd be in worse shape you know different things of that nature which i don't know why i'm not an auto mechanic by any means but it, it gives you credence to the whole situation of i was like you know it's about the time to start realizing that we're seeing the, these guys on horses and that's the future mm-hmm. and that needs to be coming more and more and more apparent but we're not you know yeah because i mean very near future, there will be no gas. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, unless you go, I mean, even if you roll up on a legitimate, like, uh, 
gas storage facility. Yeah, or you know, well, there is no some reason there's in. this gas station that's untouched. You know, and you're able to pu- siphon fuel out of it. But it's I mean, still even, been sitting yeah, there for years. A tanker truck, whatever. But it's still gonna go away. Yeah. You know, you can't recycle it. It's gonna go away. Yeah. There's no refining anymore. Right. Know? So it's like eventually, at some point, you got to start working your way towards some other. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, resource. Priuses are gonna rule the world once again. I was very curious about when I saw the back of that car. I was like, mm, you know, that's something different. But not to dwell on that, you know. Um, I, like I said, I was happy to see that you were seeing different items, you know, yeah. fruits and well, you know, we did watermelons, the, all that kind of stuff. After the last drop where we got the pigs and stuff, he said, hey, guys, you know, next week is produce. So, produce. So, I mean, I don't know if it's only been a week since that initial drop, but it kind of fits in with how he was talking. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's only been a week. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I mean the, well, we had a mid-season break. And the yeah, the so. timeline is so skewed on this one, you know, whereas like last season, not last season, a... Oh, mid-season, you're right. Yeah, like they, you know, you you had a little more definition of day-by-day kind of situations. But this one, I'm not so sure about. Um, but how do you feel about just the main douche that's always messing with Richard? I don't understand it. And then, you know, they fight again. Well, he, you know, yeah, he's a loose cannon. They fight again, blah, blah, blah. But the guy who leads the group doesn't fit the mold for what I would think. And for some part of me, doesn't think this group is connected directly to Negan. I just don't see it. It just doesn't make sense that... He's not made his presence. He's not a part of this. He doesn't want that audience. He doesn't... That kind of situation. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that we've never seen him with the Saviors. He doesn't seem like he's strong enough to lead anybody because he has a lesser ling doing whatever he wants. And it's just not really making sense. And he actually threatens with the use of Negan, almost. With like, well, he's number one in the batting order. And I was like, eh, that doesn't seem like Negan would let someone speak for him like that. Yeah, and he even says, I can't let this fly. You know, yeah. Morgan swats him in the hand, and the other guy, you know, he punches him. And so I'm just like, then he gets tripped up by, what's his name? Benjamin? Uh, yeah. Benjamin, yeah. Um, so it's like, ah. at some point, your your threats are meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know, because this yeah. is second drop-off in a row that it's come to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you, you want to believe this? This is this is supposed to sway Ezekiel of it's time to fight, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't look like it puts a dent in the armor. And all we get is Morgan losing his staff, going, "Hey, do you mind if I have that back?" And I was yeah. like, "Really? Did you really just ask for your stick back?" <laughs> I was you mean? Really, honestly, I was really hoping the guy was going to break this. I was sitting there thinking like he was going to snap it over his knee right yep. then and there. Like, here's your damn uh, stick. You would have seen his leg break probably before that. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty So now we have another situation thing, where, like, Daryl loses his crossbow, and now we're going to have Morgan go get his staff, you know? Daryl upgraded in the crossbow department, in my opinion. I mean, that sure. thing is looking shiny. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't know where they found this thing, but... It'll be as dirty as him by the end of the episode. <laughs> well, how, about, how about the whole bringing him into it of... Richard's over there shooting this bow and arrow, borderline kids word. bow and arrow. Strong word over there. Yeah, he's he's throwing, that. he's basically throwing <laughs> arrows out there. And he goes, oh, I heard you're a bowman. And I was, I I was like, you're a bowman. I was like, oh. <laughs> so that's a callback yes. to the uh, claim yeah. uh, group. Um, this is not a bowman. 
<laughs> no. It's if you fire a crossbow, I don't think you're considered <laughs> an archer. No. It's more of a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> this is a harpoon gun. Once again, awkwardness. Why you chose that dialogue? Well, I'll man, I don't, never know. I'll never yeah, understand. This is how you two decide to mail bond. <laughs> you're a bowman, huh? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just. I mean, sometimes when they these mashups, I'm just like, really. And who, and who told him that? Yeah. Who told him? Morgan. Oh, this is Daryl. He's he's a bowman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what Morgan? Yeah, really. I mean, but were any, either of y'all hoping to see Daryl pull back a bow? Uh, I was actually kind of itching to see it. I would have rather that than this whole, you know, bowman crossbow. Bow well, no, that he he looks at his crossbow and then it cuts commercial. He doesn't even fire it. No. Nope. You know? Okay. There was my number one complaint about this episode. We got thousands of commercials for this episode. Oh, well, that's every now. I mean, there's eight commercial breaks for every episode. And but, when an average show has four. But when you record it, and it still takes a minute to fast forward, like speed fast forward <laughs> oh, yeah. through the commercials, it's like, good God. Well, my DVR is smoking. It's I mean, so yeah. <laughs> We're hitting the button. I mean, oh this, my God. this is brutal commercial Hey, man, bill. it's called cashing out, man. Cash your ass, baby. <laughs> well, it's a detriment, especially to slow episodes. If you get a it slow is. episode on top of just, and not to mention, we get the same damn commercials constantly. Oh if I God. see the five special edition Silverados one more damn time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just, did I say it was only one? one? There's uh, actually five special editions. <laughs> And we would Ugh. like GM to send us a royalty check for anything since we are pimp- pimping your silver. No, if anything, burn those bastards. I'm tired of the commercial. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Did you notice that when he was holding the crossbow and he was looking down it, that he wasn't he was like he wasn't looking at using the sights. His eyes were below the sights, and so you could see. I was like. Oh. I'm not sure where Daryl's eyes actually rest on his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, a little more troglodyte. Like, well, oh, it no. just depends on how dirty he is, whether or not you can tell if that's an eyebrow or mud spot. A smudge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, know. man. He, it was like well, this is episode we got more close-ups of Daryl than you ever have, and. I mean, I'm not hating on the guy. I really not. I mean, I love Norman Reedus like that. They make him look awful. I mean, it is awful. I mean, you got to admit this is this is the most dialogue he's had in a long, long time in this episode. And I mean, it it it's, it was a struggle. I mean, you look at him and it's it is grease city and dirty, sweaty. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Something else is is that Rick Grimes. He goes from normal to the, I walked out of the shower hair in seconds on this show. Have y'all noticed that? He's very yeah. sweaty. Oh my gosh. I mean, he literally is that quick. Yeah, I he's mean, a sweaty guy. They, they pour it on him. I mean, uh, a simple tussle has Rick. <laughs> I mean, he's dripping. Full coming drip. out of a swimming pool. I mean, you could, we could wrench out his hair. I have Still a few cut. friends that are like that, though, where it's like, the slightest bit of exertion or concentration, and they're just buckets. <laughs> buckets. God, Pit know. sweat, crack sweat. And, and, and when you're not showering consistently, I can only <laughs> imagine. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, Michonne's waiting on all of that. Anyway, so my boy, 
Daryl, and he ends up talking. Did he talk to Morgan again about the situation? They or? had like three little separate pieces, which was this. Is, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to remember everything. No, uh, um, but I, I remember this. I know that Daryl and Richard suddenly, just out of the blue, he follows, ends up in the tactical trailer in the woods. Okay, well, that's a trailer of sadness. That's where we saw Richard drowning the bottle of vodka with yeah. tears coming out of his eyes. Uh, but he's got these tactical rifles, homemade Molotovs, all these goodie bag, you know, full of stuff. And then they're on their way to ambush. I mean, I'm just like, wow, we got from hey Bowman to <laughs> we're gonna ambush the saviors. It's you know, quick, quick bonding. Yes. Not, very no, quick. not from there to there to there to there. We got from there to F the this. We don't need it. Back of the truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember when he pulled up on his horse? Yeah. He's like, all right, y'all lined up. Oh, screw it. Let's yeah. go. F <laughs> this. To now, oh, you're Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> Touch my quiver. <laughs> oh, oh, too much. We're done. We're done. Good night. This is Bleed TV. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. To, uh, it to, did. It went way too fast. He went to, hey, you're a Bowman, to. All right, we're at the trailer of sadness, here's and then here's our gun, stash. you know. Yeah. And by the way, we're gonna walk up this giant ass hill and hide behind this eighteen wheeler, which, by the way, is um, parked in. You know, I don't know if you noticed it, but like the the back of it was on the road, but the front of it was off with no truck. It was just very awkward, peculiar. And there was just giant blood spot across the front of it. Uh, yeah. Cool set piece, but it was like. Trying to wonder how a vehicle got like that. Anyway, long story short, they get behind it and then tell me how he got this story of well, once this happens, this is going to lead back to a trail to the cache of weapons, which they'll have to fight a one a singular woman who's. Brave. I'm like, where did you get this story he was talking about? This his A when to Z have, story. Like, when did he have time to set up this just trek to Carol's house? But then where does it come up to? Is like, I don't think you're going to know Carol because you somehow know Morgan who came here with Carol and everyone cares about. Like, um, I mean, he was, what, what's your plan here? And I don't know what cache of weapons he's talking about. Where's the rest of these weapons you're not telling well, us about? I mean, yeah, he really? had in the trailer of sadness, he had about 14 rifles. So like, I don't find I didn't that. See that. I saw him pull out two guns, but I didn't see anything else. Yeah. I didn't see any more arsenal. Cause he had already dumped it at Carol's house somehow, somewhere that yeah, she didn't find the- out. Even but though, how? Yeah, but he was like, "This will lead to a trail back to her place." What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This was a stretch for me. I was like, "All Once right, again. how do we get Carol in the conversation?" Oh, let's just make up a story about how I've somehow left stuff there, and they'll miraculously find it after we discriminate their bodies and shoot. Now, I love his plan. We're gonna start off with assault rifles, and then we're <laughs> gonna throw Molotovs in there, and then we're gonna finish them off with the rifles. I was like, we're going to make it loud and as sloppy as possible. Yeah, make it look bad, you know. Um, huh? What? Uh, hey, dude, we're killing them. What? You, yeah. what, what else? <laughs> I mean, um, kill yeah. them till they're dead. And Actually, kill them again. let's let's do something where we disable the vehicle, and then it's shooting fish in the barrel, and then we throw light them on fire, and then when they're coming out on fire, then we shoot them again or something. Give me something a little better than we're going to start with the rifles. <laughs> we're going to burn them. No, nah, finish off the man. rifles. Like I said, big reach on some of this stuff. Um, lucky for them, they made it to the eighteen wheeler before all these patrols that go up and down the street uh, didn't see them. You know, whatever. I, I, 
This is shoehorning stuff in. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's a it's it's a bridge to other parts where he's like, oh, what's her name? Oh, you know, one more time, what's her name? Da, 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 da. And then make- takes four or five good haymakers to the face. Oh, no, he's got a stiff jaw. On <laughs> I mean, one. you know, I love his his nose is, you know, got, you know, bleeding, but his teeth are pristine white as he talks. You know, I mean, come on, give me a, give me a busted lip with all them shots you were taking. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to try to pick it up. It's just, They're man. making Richard very desperate. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. I mean, he's been desperate for a well, while. He he he's the guy who's gonna do. He's gonna make the problem unavoidable to get them involved. You know what I mean? And it's not the way you want to do it. Yeah, but he's lighting the fuse. Is what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no doubt. I, and I don't even necessarily mind that. I just hate the cache of weapons leading to Carol. That kind of weird story yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, come on. It, you have all these Molotovs and cocktails and stuff like that. Like, come up with a better, you know, plan of attack somewhere, you know. Yeah. He, it, we got bombs, we got Molotovs and stuff like that. You could do some serious damage somewhere. Hold on to that stuff. Don't just attack some little tiny convoy. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like he's trying too hard. Yeah. And, it, it, and I think that was the point. So, I mean, part of it, it was, part of it was good delivery, but some of it was like, really? But he gets shot down every episode now by yeah, somebody. He's yet to be able to accomplish a singular thought. Per yeah. I don't know. Other than his trailer of sadness, he's not he <laughs> much to say for himself. <laughs> you know. Um, well, Daryl does come back and he does talk to Morgan. Remember, because he's, he's at the cage with the tiger. Well, that, that's at the that's end after. of the episode. That's after Maybe. Carol. Yeah. That's after Carol. Yeah. Well, they did. They do have that conversation. All right, so he does visit Carol. Well, beforehand, we have a pretty cool little fake out to where she gets a knock on the door and everything, and it's King Ezekiel and everybody, and like you think it's going to be Daryl, but it's not. And I kind of like this little scene where they end up tripping her wires and stuff, and she comes out. It's like, oh, I heard you guys from a mile away. Most interactions with Carol are going to be good. Yeah, yeah they're I mean, always solid. It seems like they're always strong. well written with the her situation. And then Jerry brings her the cobbler. Jerry, yeah, I Jerry, mean, just my man bringing Jerry. humor everywhere. And I love Jerry. that it was cobbler because you know back when we first see her in the kingdom, she's like, "I love cobbler." You know, it was like that fake excitement that I hated, but the fact that they brought that back, yeah, I thought <laughs> was really good. No, like it's like you say, the writing's always good. I feel like they always put a lot of thought into her scenes. Yes. You know, uh, I'm sure there's something to do with that book she was even reading and stuff like that. I just wasn't paying that well attention. Um, but yeah, uh, the Ezekiel stuff, you know, borderline stalker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really a stalker if you're king? Well, yeah, you know I, mean? I don't know. Um, and then Jerry, I agree with you. At first, I was getting a little tired of Jerry's, you know, oh, stick. No. Oh, yeah. At um, first, it was like, really? But now it's almost, it, it is, it's a good humor. Yeah, like, but I mean, now like, I just, I, I'm on to high five the TV and everything for Jerry. It's like, yeah, get over here, man. But what are they, what are they doing with Jerry? Are they setting us up for the saddest death Absolutely. on the show? I'm afraid so. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's die. like, this is that little bit of humor you love. And no, Jerry, you know. <laughs> hey, we're yeah, we're going to have a memorial on. I think that's what we're coming. <laughs> I think just so. I mean, there's. <laughs> 
<laughs> does he get neat or does he get Lucille? Like, I mean, are we gonna see him? I mean, back? he might get Lucille yeah. and then get raped by the tiger. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, man. terrible! Oh my god, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yes, that that went from A to Z way too fast. Uh, I'm just saying, there's some. No, what we're saying is you're twisted. Yeah. Dark, <laughs> dark days ahead for Jerry. <laughs> oh, God. Because nobody this happy and optimistic is going to make it. It's going to live like and, and die peacefully. <laughs> no. No. He will not die that. with his boots on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. poor Jerry. Oh. Jerry's going to be an example, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think you're point. right. You know, um, and for all we know, Jerry is the reason Ezekiel finally says it's time for war. You know, he's the the tipping point. It could be something as simple as that. Not I, worth it. The most optimistic human being there is. You know, and then he gets taken there. That's what Richard's got to do. Just string Jerry up out on the town. Yeah, look you. what Negan did. How dare you? Negan did this. Yeah, <laughs> Richard, those your footprints. <laughs> he used that same Windsor knot you used for everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an arrow in him, Jerry. <laughs> well, if it was an Daryl, Daryl's bowman. <laughs> we know it wasn't Richard if there was an arrow in Jerry. Yeah. Oh. Hitting that shot. oh my god! Jerry touched my quiver. <laughs> well, stay on point here, boys. Stay on point. Anyway, yeah, but I'm, Jerry's growing on yeah. me. Oh um, yeah, I'm with you. His endless optimism is. It's kind of it's fun needed. at this point. It is definitely fun. But then yeah. after that's when we get the Daryl. Daryl uh, does show up, yeah. And we had the emotional embrace, you know. This we was legitimately sad. Like, two hugs. Double hug. Yeah. Double hug. And Daryl kind of like pushed away from the hug a little bit towards the end. I don't know if y'all saw it. <sighs> Maybe he was concerned about his odor. I got to be totally <laughs> honest. I thought we were going to finally get the Daryl Carroll hookup. No. I I'm, so. I'm, that I ship has sailed, Bubba. I'm telling I mean, you. we're talking fire. Going in the <laughs> chimney. No. All we needed was like a nice rug. Well, we some mellow yeah. music, you yeah. know? A nice rug. No, no, Carol's no. like, you gotta bathe first. <laughs> I can only imagine the smell. <laughs> you know, they give little gifts. One's a bar of soap. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we just get a nice like ghost scene where she's just scrubbing his back. Oh, <laughs> man. Alright. Well, no, like, we have you? derailed... <laughs> No, I'm serious. When I'm he was serious. sitting there waiting on the food. The potting wheel. Oh. <laughs> he said, like, what do you have to do to get a meal around here, B-King? I was like, no, you got to take a bath. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right, so he tells her that everybody's fine. Do you agree with this? Cop out. And honestly, at first, I didn't understand. I couldn't remember whether or not Carol knew I about I was sitting there for like the longest time. I was like, she I knows, know she right? didn't. And I'll say that. I, the reason he didn't is to, he knew she would react in the way that she's trying to get away from. And she's trying, she doesn't want to be that murdering Carol anymore. She doesn't want to be that badass anymore. She doesn't want to be that. So unfortunate. It's so unfortunate because that's the <laughs> baddest character on the show when she's that way. Yeah. And she's trying to get away from that because she doesn't want to be that. And if he were, she, she were to find out that Glenn and Abraham took the bat, then she would become a, she would become a player. Yeah, Morgan and, said it right. She'd be here right now if you would have told her. Exactly. And um, and so I totally, totally get that. I mean, that, that didn't bother me at all. If anything, that was more plausible than the opposite. And no, once <clears> again, <throat> good writing. This is Absolutely. good decisions. I didn't have a problem with this. I thought it was a little strange that Daryl didn't tell her just because it can go either way. You know what I mean? 
Because that could totally backfire on Daryl later on. It, it could. Well, well, yeah, it will. It will, but I think when it does happen later, it'll be in that impromptu opportunity where it brings her back in the light and we're all like hell yeah she's back you know that kind of situation because she's going to come back and save everybody at some point like it's just going to happen i don't know i'm gonna be honest with you i see carol become the sacrificial lamb down the road i really do doing something heroic but to you know and sacrifice herself as part of it is like her way of ending her own torment and ending on a high note i could totally see that going down the line maybe i mean That'd be an emotional death if Carol goes. Oh, man. That'd be a rough one. Way worse than Jerry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who? But yeah, I mean, all the Carol stuff's good. Yeah. I I don't know why Daryl didn't stay the night. Uh, I mean, at least... I thought he was going to start living there. And yeah, there was part of me that was like he would stick around, but then I, when he said, you know, that they were all fine, da, 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 it's like, all right, I respect what you're trying to do. I'm gonna let you have your peace. It's good to know you're alive and okay. He's yeah. like, I cannot live in this cemetery house. <laughs> what is this place? Yeah, really. <laughs> this is some morbid shit right yeah. here. <laughs> we got the Walking Dead, and you're living next to a damn cemetery. <laughs> are, are there flowers out here? Do I, do I need to be worried? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Look at the flowers. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so he leaves, go back to, goes back to the kingdom, and this is when we finally have the conversation yeah. with uh, Morgan, and they have good banter together. You know, they're like, "Well, you, know, scene, you told man. her she'd be here when we hadn't," you know, and he's like, "You know, you know that's the reason I didn't tell you." He goes, "No, I, I totally get why you didn't." And the whole nine yards. I mean, and they both have their affection for her in their own unique way, and they both were respecting that, and so that was cool. Um, Could have done without the tiger, though. The, uh, the CG tiger is wearing on me. Well, see, it's fine when it's in the distance shot. It's just like walking behind Ezekiel and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, when they zoomed in on the face of this tiger, though, for this, it was wow. Tough. Well, here's the deal. They're in this dark room with a cage, okay? But the tiger is bright as as all get out. Yep. You know what I mean? So the lighting was off for me on the CG on this. It was in a cage. How hard it would to put the real deal in there? But I think once you've already sold how the other one looked, you got to maintain yeah, that from now on. Yeah, you have to stay with it. Yeah, you have to stay with it. It was just, it was just a bad decision to have this all together. Yeah. Um, and then to have it lick Daryl's hand. I mean, it's just, just cheese ball, man. Silly stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggle. And I would never turn my back on that cage. <laughs> Them things are not tight enough. To, no, you know, for are. her not to just reach a paw out and <laughs> end and your d- life. Draw back a nub. <laughs> no, no, like, I mean, my aunt had a tiger, and I mean, they're pretty good. Hold the phone. What? What? We just dropped some knowledge that your aunt had a tiger? Yeah. She How do you just keep that to yourself? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't casually bring it up in conversation. Was LSD good to you? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she had tigers and zebras. And did you drop it in the eye? I mean, what did you do? <laughs> Colombian drug lord did your aunt work for? Yeah, really? No. Oh, are you a mule? <laughs> Jesus. She just Do we said, need to be concerned about our safety with you around? Is your aunt married to Tyson? <laughs> hey, tigers are very popular in oh, Texas. I'm, right? I okay. am second guessing our friendship. <laughs> that is true. There are actually more tigers in Texas than there are in the wild. Calm the down, wild. Joe Rogan. Calm <laughs> down. All right, don't drop Joe Rogan. Hey, I don't, I don't need. You, I don't need you using sound bites from Joe Rogan podcast. That's where I learned it. So, oh, I know because I heard the same exact podcast. Yeah, but, but no. 
My aunt was one of those people. She owned a tiger and she lived in Texas. Freaks. <laughs> swear. And, Only uh, in Texas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Simba. You know, a little awkward. Simba. Yeah. Wow. Oh. How original. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, it was a lion. <laughs> like, calm down first. Oh, so they couldn't even get the animal right. <laughs> you rolled with it like it was. <laughs> You've derailed. <laughs> Anyway. But no, it's okay to turn your back on a caged tiger. That's all I was getting at. Hmm. Yeah, I won't be doing that anytime soon. Yeah, I won't. They're, they're, they're beautiful and nice creatures. It's all right. Real nice rug I would have. Of it. Oh. Too far. Uh, uh, we're, we are PETA supporters. No, we're, no, not. we're not. I'm just kidding. No, no. Ace, Ace, Ace. I support the hunting of PETA members. Yes. Whoa. 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 And... And another derailment. Yes. <laughs> all right, we've gone way off track here. Yeah, we got to yeah. get to some weirdos. Uh, all right, so let's. All right, we're finally back at Rick and Company at the Garbage Pail Mansion. And first of all, I got to go ahead and get my gripe out now. The CG green screen of Rick on top of the trash pile, and it all be behind him. Now this is rough CG. This is um, really another rough CG. Everything was hyper focused when it can't be hyper focused <laughs> at that distance. Before, and we he even was get way there. too brighting. Uh, yeah. Before we even get there, all these people are dressed in black. They're all like patchwork clothing, of yeah. black stuff. And what is the circle walking? With the two, hey, how about the two NBA players that are amongst them as well? I mean, it's like I was waiting on Shaq to come next. I mean, there was a casting call. It's like we need two monsters (laughs) to come out with these. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking these two jokers. I'm like, because tall people survive. Yeah, Um, we couldn't find them amongst the trees. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but no, this whole like having them walk this whole little random walk thing. It took like three minutes. Yeah, and then you know they just magic, and you know they made these circles, and one dude took like an extra couple, like twenty-seven steps to get to his spot. <laughs> he's like, "All right, guys, we're not doing another take. We're just gonna have to roll that one." Like, <laughs> Damn it, Dave! <laughs> everything. Remember not to have Dave as an extra next time. No, I don't even mean that. I mean like the group. Yeah. You're like Jesus, Dave. Here we are trying to play it all cool. And then we like we get the zoom out of it, and like I was getting sick during this entire thing, just seeing them walk like the darkness, light, darkness. I, you light. know, it's, like, it's supposed to be the show that they're hyper organized and they were they're mysterious and all that stuff like that. I don't know. It kind of felt a little flat to me. I didn't even know Ohio State marching band yeah. do some serious <laughs> business. I and mean, this falters. They had Michael Jackson moonwalk, and we get this. Yeah. Like they couldn't even what was it? it was supposed to be like a theta sign or something nah, who knows they're way better that's all I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so they bring you know they have this dialogue and you know it's uneventful and then it's about they just immediately assume that uh, they had Gabriel how about that you know he's like you have one of our men I mean are you to just go ahead and completely say you knew this is the group that has your guy and is that completely plausible? Because when I said that, my wife looks at me and goes, how, did, how does he know they have him? All they had was a sheet of paper that said boat and he was gone. But I yeah. think I think last episode they mentioned the boat. They did. And that's how he knows that they are the ones that have Okay, him. well here's another problem I have with this. Is, is that Gabriel looks at him and goes, yeah, well I heard a voice in there. When I went in, they ambushed me. And I put all this stuff in there and when I came outside... 
the guy just suddenly raises up and appears. This yep. right here was a total cluster. No, they messed it up. And matter of fact, it wasn't a guy. It was a girl yeah. that did this. So we were right. It was a scuffle inside the inventory room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And you did not see this person while he's swiping all the stuff into the boxes and then leaving. That just means that the girl was then hiding in the back seat while he loaded everything up and pulled out. And she didn't raise up until he got past the gate. But I was just like, that ruined how cool that first episode scene was. Where it was like a horror movie type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it, it loses its mojo. But it was also necessary because what more or Gabriel was doing didn't make any damn sense. So it's like, okay, well now it makes sense, but it messed up other cool factors. Right. It. So yeah, this was a jumbled up mess. I don't know why they decided to go this route. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just and he heard something in the pantry from his guard yeah. top duties. I don't know. And then why the Bible looking at the stuff? And yeah, then he was just like, like it was like he figured out something and they closed it. And then he went over there and, and she didn't bash him over the head for writing boat in the book or anything like that. It's like, man, this is some screwy business right here. Yeah, I mean, well, that, I mean, like, if he was in there and got ambushed to put all the stuff in the car, why does he have time to write into the inventory book at all? Well, why know. is, you know, I mean, why, given the opportunity to look at the Bible and then it fall on the floor? I mean, just there were some oddities there. A lot there. of questions. Well, they just focused on some things that actually didn't mean anything. Right. But, I mean, the him on guard duty, staring at his Bible, like, flipping to a certain thing, and, like, like he figured something out. And then they shut it. It's like, okay, that meant nothing. Because supposedly right then is when he heard something. You know, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I guess we'll just just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Well, here's the other thing, too. Let's go back to your theory of that the person's in the back of the car hiding while he's loading it up and stuff like that. Um, Why didn't he just turn around and take off the other way and go, hey, there's a truck. <laughs> there's somebody in the car. I mean... There's people uh, robbing us. I mean, come. I mean, really. I mean, he had enough time and wherewithal to put gas in the car, put all this stuff in the trunk, think about it for a second before he closed it up, look at a book to write boat in the back of it. <laughs> Just pop that trunk. Yeah. Tire iron. <laughs> Start pumping yeah, this shit. A giant bag of knives and weapons. But also, who's he supposed to warn? I mean, it's not like we had anybody back in Alexandria who's capable of doing anything. I, don't warn anybody. Bash this or stab this chick. Yeah. I mean, your job is a defensive post, and you go down there and loot your own place and take him for a ride out of the tide. I'm just. Well, I mean, Gabriel's I'm, not known for the physical violence. As yeah, we, I mean, he's he had the opportunity to run. I mean, I don't. I, don't, I, don't I struggle. Know. I'm struggling. The thing is. Now it comes off like Gabriel had the idea, like, "Oh, here's a person in a different group." Like maybe we like he up wanted with to be captured. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to lead them to another group of people because he knows they need him to take the saviors. I mean, that's that's, that's Gabriel really. That's you know, super strategic, Gabriel. Yeah, you know, <laughs> thinking and putting his life on the line for it. But maybe I don't know. I just never got that vibe. But maybe that's what it was intended for. There, I mean, I just can't see that being the actual vibe. Like, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, we can look at it, but for someone to be like, well... I need to watch that scene again to see if that's what his mojo was, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I and mean, when, he looked pretty gloom when he was doing it. Yeah, and when they pull him out, 
and show him, you know, and the wife beater and stuff, he's shaking like he's on Yeah, well, he even goes. He goes, well, I, I felt like I lost, almost lost faith, and da da da, da and then y'all showed up. You well, know yeah, and like, even when he's talking to Rick, he's like, how'd you figure it out? Like, why were you smiling? And, you know, we get all the answers we were looking for, and it's just like, this was just complete luck. Yeah, I don't... Like I said, they, they reach for some things, you know, in this show a lot of times. And, I mean, it... Good thing Rick's a tracker, you know. Yeah, I guess. But either way, what do you, what do y'all think about this head chick and this group? I don't understand. I'm struggling with it. Um, she, I'm having the same struggles with them as I do with the kingdom, where it's like too like hokey pokey. I, I mean, even you could throw a third group of the Oceanside. I mean, all three of them are really. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the kingdom I still like just because, I mean, they have a defined leader and he's doing everything he can to prevent his people from getting I think, there. I think the kingdom deal is one of those situations where in a comic book setting, it's a cool-ass idea. But when you put it on a realistic TV show, it's hard to deliver something where people can say, it's plausible that you are okay with taking orders from a guy who calls himself a king. Yeah, and I mean, speaks into you, speaks to you in the, in a manner of old English, of and, old English, and you live in the suburbs of Washington D.C. Well, and he has a tiger, and none of these people are really capable of fighting a tiger. I mean, I'm not gonna beat that to death, but yeah, it, it's one of the things you just realize. You know, I just ha- I I have to like it because I like the source material, but if you're not, I could see where people could have a struggle with that. But these other two groups, which are not in the comic book, the Ocean Side and now the Garbage Pail Kids, they. I'm completely throwing my hands up on this. I mean, I have nothing. Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know why. I don't like their principles of we're only takers, we're not disruptors or anything. It's like, no. At this point, just take it. Yeah, we don't, we take, we don't bother. Or we don't bother, yeah. we take. I, I don't even know what that means. I'm trying, to, I try to understand that whole rationale. And then she unveils that she's the one that was, that was at the boat her. and watching. And... That was a setup to see who would come and take those things, just to lead them to another right. It place was, to it take was basically from. it was a very elaborate bait trap, you know. Yeah, I whatever about the bait and the trap and all that stuff. I'm just I'm just talking about like the creative decisions of what they're how they're making these people act. Where like the big, tall, kind of older guy like repeats what the chick says, and well, Rick is so happy to see this group. Because, like, here's his next level of soldiers. But then they've unveiled that they don't have guns, or not enough. And you have yet to see them in action other than that they surrounded you without knowing it. They stay calm the, no matter what, which is a good quality. So, do you, you know, I don't, you don't look at them and go, wow, I see an army. You look at them and say, I, I see a... You, I think you look at a, a stealthy group, though. I'll give you that. I mean, these people, from what we've seen already... I mean, are super stealthy. Very, very sneaky. Keep themselves hidden. Yeah, very sneaky. So, at least you have something like uh, Gorilla Fighters. You know yeah, well, I mean, I mean, don't get wrong. It's better than anything we got at, you know, Alexandria or, or you know, the Hilltop yeah. right now. You know? And they're <laughs> yeah. about 40 deep, I would say. Nah, more than that, I'd I say think. say close to 60, at yeah. least. Yeah. And so on. I'm very curious to where they actually sleep and stay, and where, you know, that judging by that. There's plenty of old mattresses that yeah. <laughs> oh, on there. Oh, so sexy. Only a few bed bugs and yeah. dust mites. And, 
<laughs> but so, what about the fight scene that we had already kind of previously seen in this well, monster? You know, Gabriel sets it up where Rick can do anything. He can get you whatever. Greatest hype man in history, by the way. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've seen a Knight's Tale, but, I mean, he's rivaling him. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you what I didn't Chaucer. like. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I didn't like about this whole part is, is he's like, well, you know, if you own our lives, well, actually, we're already owned by someone else, you know, the saviors. And that whole little spiel he had, like that, to me, it looked like the Garbage Pail Kids weren't even affected by the idea of saviors. Like, they're not even in... They have no care. ...aware or, or have no ties or anything like that. Are we to believe this group is completely in the same area with nothing, no connection to, the, to Negan's group? Um, I would have problems with that, and I yeah. do have problems with it because apparently they don't know. Yeah, I mean, but a junkyard would be an awesome scavenging place. You know what I mean? And Negan's group—they obviously go far afield, and the hilltop, and you know, every other group that's around. So for nobody to know about this, you know, elaborate junkyard—that's a big home base for a huge group. I. Well, not only that, but we have a group that specializes in tracking people who take stuff. And they somehow haven't tracked Negan's group taking anything? Like, that's like oblivious flaw. to it. And then to say this is that now we have, you know, five, six different groups like that in this area. I mean, and they've already talked about how scavenging is so bare and so minimal. I mean, we have an episode dedicated to it with Tara and Heath. Talking about, well, you can't hardly find nothing. And we've been out farther than anybody else. But now you're telling me we've got five or six groups and people are having to scavenge and, you know, to fight produce. over the same resources for the same group and I people mean, don't know about it. There's six groups within 10 miles of each other. Well, like considering that some folks can get to place by place by foot within, you know, the same daylight. Yeah. I mean. Oh, they took rollerblades. Like, that's not. Let's not discount that. Oh, good God. (laughs) (laughs) Couple skate. Please don't ever bring that back up again. (laughs) Um, But no, I I agree. Because, I mean, we're talking about a 10 mile radius, and. But it's more than that. It has to be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt. But. Yeah. Because, I mean. Like you say, Tara and Heath, like, they went a long way. They were gone, what, two over two weeks? Tara made it to the coast. I mean, so I don't. I have no idea. I mean... I think they're trying the best they can to make this plausible, but you are out of supplies in this area, damn near. Yes. Yes. And how much longer do we have to wait for Terra to unveil that, oh, by the way, I know another group that is fully stocked with the... I don't think we're far off because Rick kind of hinted at it in the the end of this episode. You can tell us where not to look, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Wink, wink! You better give us those. Just so happens that Tara's here for this statement, yes. But and this group that they're getting the weapons for is female-led, so that could actually mean something positive. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fight scene with um, old Spike there. What'd they call him? Well, they said his name was Walter. Or yeah, yeah but the other name, Bow Bow, or something yeah, like that. Bow Bow. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yes, that was some th- writer's kid. Wasn't kids this nickname. ruined? This was ruined. It was. The preview, the preview ruined this. Yeah. Um, because in the preview, they show this, obviously, but you think like it's going to be like a major, like almost a jump scare or like a cool mm-hmm. trick of the camera and stuff like that. And instead, it's just kind of. Well, I know where the, when this is uh, two, two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah. You know, like I said, I told people this. If Tina Turner comes out of this pit, I'm, we're done. Well, she was there, kind of. Yeah. You know, I mean, this. 
straight bang chick at the top. You know what I mean? It's kind of they made her a little weird. You know, and and I mean the the final boss was taken out by garbage bags. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Use and, the guard. Use the walls. I was like, oh my god, please no. Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay, so what? How did Rick kill this thing? Um, I, I know he had the knife, but he cut, no, its, it head. cut its head off. Okay, that's what I saw on the ground, right? Right, it's separated, yes. Because you couldn't see the body anymore. And it wasn't knife, it was a piece of glass. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, but these things are mush. But these still, the fact, he wasn't attacking it like it was mush. He just took a blade of glass with a t-shirt wrapper because, you know, yeah. that's what's going to prevent your hand from being sliced off. It just was putting his entire force into it. Uh, yeah, um, I, don't know. I wish they would have shown it. Honestly, yeah, it was just one that was off camera. I thought it was uh, or cool that that he showed him, put his hand on him, and it go through his center of his hand. I really enjoyed. Seeing I thought that. that was pretty neat. I liked it. He when he kicked him, that it cut his leg. I thought they went for more realism. You know, instead of Rick just becoming getting something clever and taking him out easily, you know, he actually took wounds and you know and everything else and. Um, I wasn't real sure about whole bringing the walls down kind of stuff. You know, I saw that you know things, everything stuck to him, you know, and made him heavy where he couldn't do anything. So I mean, I, I, all of it was plausible, but it was just like you said, previews ruining it. You know, the unveiling, and then when he was down there, the camera angle was just perfect where you saw spikes behind him. You know, his head, but never gave you a direct line of sight. You know, the the close up. You know, so I think everybody and their brother knew it was coming. And I hate that, you know. Yeah. I'd rather have been a cool unveil. And we just never feared for Rick in this little instance. Well, this was their set piece for the episode, right? Mm-hmm. Was this was this Walker? It's the only one they had to make for the episode, mm-hmm. other than that bow and arrow chick popping one. And I was just like, man, you didn't show us the cars with the wire. You know what I mean? Like, don't show us this. Like, save that and show us something else. You know what I mean? Show. Daryl and Richard punching each other or something, but don't show this little stuff. Like it's like this is really cool, you know. I, I saw the guy on Instagram that was this Walker, and you know he was talking about how cool it was to play him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like man, that that stuff is awesome. Yeah, like this was extremely good makeup. You know, oh, it was well done. It, you know, it made me feel, it made me think of like Resident Evil. You know, the kind of stuff they do on Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, a, a little more like science fiction based. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool though. No, I was a fan. Like, I know, wish they would have told us how they got all the spikes in them and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, the helmet is like welded stuff. And yes. There's obviously a metal art person in this group mm-hmm. with a welder that's running on super 220 power or whatever. <laughs> um, but either way, I'm just, I, I don't know. I thought the this, this walker was really cool and I wish I didn't see it in the preview. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you. I do like the realism of the like, you know, him struggling to get up the the wall with the rope and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, so many times you see him just, you know, scale the wall like it's nothing. You actually see him struggling and he's limping and he's holding his hand like you would if it was bleeding. And so they went the extra realistic mile on those parts. Um, now I, I'm telling you right now, just like David and like that, I am tired of old frosty bitch Rosita. She she is I'm like I I mean really throw her in the pit and let that thing spike her to death for a few minutes and I'd been cheering. She has no reason to be all of a sudden a monster. Yeah, yeah. It's 
It is too much. And I feel like maybe a good thing that they're setting up her death. Yeah, I mean, oh, she's driving me nuts, man. Especially, I mean, because Tara's doing a good job of trying to defuse the action and everything, and it's just Rosita is not having any of it. And it's like really, but she's not having it with anybody. No, no. Yeah, it doesn't matter any character. Because even just, Sasha tried to bond with her, and she was just like, um, "We slept with the same guy. That's it." Yeah, and yeah. is there any confirmation of that? By the way, I mean, <laughs> I don't remember if Sasha ever. I mean, she. I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, I he went so. to her house and everything. I'm willing to bet it was Abraham. He sealed the deal. Like, well, let's you be know, real. you know, he didn't get he didn't get dolphin smooth with her. He was just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he still put the ginger love. Oh, yeah. oh god. Let's ask Eugene. I'm sure he was there to watch. Oh. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they make a deal where they got to get guns for this group. And how about that handshake? I love the handshake scene. Uh, oh, she's like, ah, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. We'll go lefty. Uh, you live in garbage, but you won't touch his hand. Yes. Uh, yeah, we we tip those spikes with AIDS. Uh, <laughs> sorry about your luck. <laughs> the uh, how about the negotiation? Or half or all? No, third. No, third. Half. Half. Uh, third. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I didn't have that big of a problem with that. You know what I mean? There That's were just, some people who was like, "This is watching like watching a used car lot." You know, I mean, <laughs> Pawn Stars, <laughs> yeah, shit off there. Yeah, I, I see yeah, Chubby come around the corner. Oh. Best I could do is a nickel. Chubby, <laughs> best not to mention him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a few issues with the law. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't have had much problem with this if they didn't make these people so weird. I mean, they made them They're weird. Definitely out there. I mean, it is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's just more like Mad Max Beyond Garbage Pail. You know? These people look like they've lived in the apocalypse well before yes. the apocalypse started. Yes, they were they were well versed in living out of trash. It's like they came from like you ever heard of like Tent City and stuff like that? Yes. Those big homeless villages. Mm-hmm. It's like that's them. They were the Walking Dead before there was Walking Dead. Yeah, they were like, oh, this is you know? normal. Now the rest of you have joined us. Yeah, you know? <laughs> welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah, really. um, we just weren't eating each other yes. much. <laughs> 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 you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see if this tones down a little bit, you know, because I don't need the dude from Phantasm all the time. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, what, what else did we get this episode, though? I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. You know, the preview kind of gives you a, a lot to talk, chew on. I didn't watch it. I'm trying to yeah. avoid it now because... Well, it basically just tells you the next episode is a big focus on Eugene and his new life as a Negan captor. I take it back. I did see some of it. No, I didn't see a thing. Yeah. yeah. It was Eugene Dwight-centered. I remember oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll get some more of that music. <laughs> oh God! No. Easy street. I mean, Eugene will be dancing. Like, he'll be doing the Carlton yeah, really. halfway the through. The mullet will be flailing. You know, what I mean, it'll be all. Oh, he'll have all the knowledge of when this was recorded. Oh yeah, yeah really. <laughs> and I was excited. That, that oh, ready. Like, here we go. Let's get it going. Hey, here. really though, Eugene's untouchable. I mean, yeah, not no. they're aware that how valuable specific skills don't even (laughs) (laughs) if he quotes a Liam Neeson line we're done we're done (laughs) 
I'll be so happy though. <laughs> I'll be so happy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but, no. yeah. I guess that's about it, man. Sorry, this is this podcast was kind of all over the place, but it was. You know, we derailed so several times and hope we didn't yeah. lose it. But, but uh, this episode was all over the place and it was kind of wonky. But you know what? It wasn't a terrible episode because man, we've had some real, real barn. Just, you know, oh, God, awful Barn. Stuff. You called it right. Farm episodes. <laughs> yes, it was. Mm. No, it's just uh, a whole lot of stuff going on to not move. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, we got to meet the new weirdo group. But it's like. What'd they really give so us? So much rigmarole. And now they still got to go find guns. <laughs> well, you know what's starting to make me understand is this is the second episode. It's starting to look like we are not going to get very far in any towards any direction of conclusion this season. No. Oh it, my god. You realize that now because I mean really I mean Rick's group has we've discovered a new group and we have to create a deal with them. The hilltop is a no go. Except for the little except for the little group of people yeah. who said they're good. The 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 kingdom is no go. We're still having to deal with Richard and his, you know, trailer of sadness and <laughs> Trying to, be, you know, do what he's doing. We have Carol living in solitude in, you know, the cemetery house. And then... Oceanside still hasn't even Oceanside been Oceanside is still not even discovered by the rest of the group. And Heath is still MIA. And we're still going to get, like next episode, Savior. Yeah, it's Savior all with him. And then it's going to be focused on Eugene and Dwight and... And which it tries to make it look like Dwight is a turncoat. Like, you know, they're going to go after him. And so we're going to deal with that. And so that's the third episode. So that means we're going to have five left. And we don't, we have a group that's not discovered. We have, we don't have a coalition of more than two groups yet. And no set point for a skirmish or a, even a battle. And I mean, and we have Daryl by himself. Yeah. It's starting. It's starting to shape up really, really quick. Either it's going to have to become the fastest coalition you've ever seen, which will completely implausible, or we're setting up for a... We're going to get started, and we're going to have a major death and get ready for next season. I mean, with how they're going, it looks like we're going... I don't know if we get the major death, but it looks like the season premiere we're gonna for next get season. One. I, can, I can tell you right now, this uh, this season will end with a major character death. And that will be its coup de grace for season seven to go into season eight, which is the true conclusion of the Negan chapter of, of the Saviors. Yeah, I think the conclusion of this season is just the Rick, beginning. The Rick conglomerate. Yeah, everybody yeah. coming together under yeah. Rick. Whoever he can get together will be together by the end of this season. Right. And then the following season will be the war, I guess. Yeah, in which that's what the comic books were titled. Well, you know, was, was you know the war, and then, um, and there were so many facets and levels of it. So I mean, if they really try to stay true to this, this this is going to be a drawn out situation. It's not going to be a let's get together and have one fight and it's over. It's going to be multiple. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like he said, Morgan has telegraphed this already. He says they're going to do this, and a lot of good people are going to die. And by him saying that, that's going to come to fruition where we're going to lose major characters as well as several other auxiliary characters. Jerry, no! <laughs> no. <laughs> Jerry. 
Jerry yeah. is untouchable on this no. podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to like you. You look at all your major places. Think about your one of your memorable secondary characters from each place. Richard's oh. dead for sure. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like a Richard's is a good one for the kingdom. Jerry. No, you leave Jerry out of this. Hey, but you know what? They're making him a point to be known. So Jerry's a possibility. Okay, look at this. You go go to Alexandria. There's plenty. Rosita. Rosita. Tobin. You know he could be toast. Um, you go to the hilltop. You know, I don't think Gregory is somebody, but you know, I, I think Gregory's. No, nah, I think Gregory's yeah. going to get the. He's cannon fodder. It's well, unfortunate. His writing is good. Well, his Gregory. Great. I'm not. Don't give say. us any comic book garbage. Yes. Well. Yeah. Anyway. So Gregory's cannon fodder. Yeah, and so then you know now we if we do get to Oceanside and the Garbage Pail Kids, there's plenty to to go from there. Um, I mean, there's there's an array, you know, of potential. I mean, even like Alexandra, you could get rid of um, what's um, Aaron's boyfriend, you know, Nick. Is that his name? No. Couldn't tell you. Ralph? No. No. Ralph, get out of here. Dead. He's dead. Ralph. Geese. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ralph, every time I see his ginger ass. I, I don't know. It's something like that, though. It's it's not. Yeah. It's like Randy or something. It's, you know, but th- that's it's somebody. He's gone. I bet you it's a Nick. Anyway, I bet. Um, but see, that, that could be something that's, a, you know, they've shown enough of him and the, the love and all that stuff like that. There he could go, you know. So there's plenty. We're going to have a lot of those kind of characters that's going to die through this situation in various ways and forms to, to test this conglomerate we're talking about. No, they have to kill an ass load of people because we have too many characters. Yeah. yeah. Even on the savior side, we know Negan, Simon, and uh, Dwight. And, and his, Dwight's ex-wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, those those all got to go too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so they all got to die. Oceanside, they could just level that, like Hiroshima. <laughs> well, we and need their guns. We, we can't just... <laughs> <laughs> And then you the garbage people, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage people. I'm like, don't even introduce us. Don't, I don't know what their names. <laughs> yeah, really. Because if I find out your name, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are homeless, homeless yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, the, the NBA stars, they ain't going to make it. They're the first ones to go. You know? I mean, I swear. They have dynamite stuffed in their bodies and catapult them over the, the walls. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Because <laughs> that stuff is very, you know, dangerous to even rattle a little bit. So you put a few G-forces behind it and slam it into the wall. Take it out. What was it in Westworld that they pumped the old dead guy oh, with? Nitroglycerin. Yeah, nitroglycerin. Let's just get some nitro <laughs> stuff of it. Just fling them over the wall. Oh, yeah. my God. All right, Absolutely. guys. If for some reason, <laughs> if you, if you didn't sure turn listening. us off already, <laughs> if you enjoyed the show or you hated it or thought we missed something or you thought we should have something to add, man, just hit us up. We're at Bleed TV Podcast on Gmail. We're on Facebook and uh, Twitter. We'd love to converse with you and talk with you about stuff and, you know, anything you can throw would be awesome. And if you got a minute to subscribe or even give us a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, but we're just, we're looking forward to it. Let me say, we hoping the show keeps kicking ass and, but, you know, and getting towards something. Uh, or as I like to say, kick ass, you know, <laughs> maybe not everybody else, but 
we're still moving in that direction. Smelling of ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, long story short, we appreciate you guys, and we're going to call it a night. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye.